Welcome to the Accelerate podcast. I'm Michael Minnie, and I'm here with Gerardo Amaya. We are part of the Digital Advisory Services at Microsoft Canada, and we're here to talk about digital transformation. So, Mike, uh, one interesting uh, question that, uh, that keeps, keeps in my head all the time is around uh, innovation and disruption. Like, uh, it, it's really interesting. We all the time read the magazines about startups with all these new innovation strategies, companies that are basically being born every single day where acceleration, innovation, and disruption is fairly easy. And then we start using language like the Uber language, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. Right. But in the enterprise, how do you think innovation and disruption actually shapes in, in an environment where you have thousands of employees, thousands of assets, bi a business agenda that is already running, but at the same time you're looking to transform your organization? It's a good question because I think a lot of times when you're dealing with large enterprise customers, right, they're often looking over the grass is always greener on the greenfield and say, oh, well, wouldn't it be great if we had a greenfield environment and then we could move so fast and, and innovate quickly and, and wouldn't that be great? But the reality is you're not a startup and you can't just throw caution to the wind and put all your bets on, on one thing. So I think based on what I've seen, I think the key is being able to, to segment it. You can't you have, you have a business to run and you have operations that, that need to keep going. But at the same time, you want to be able to try new things, innovate, be disruptive. So I think it has to be both. So I think you have to create, work on the culture within an organization that says that's okay. And if you try and do it all within one, I say organizational unit or, or whatever the structure is, it's going to cause too much risk to the business. But if you're able to portion or portion, portion it out, then you're able to run this stuff with a higher level of risk. And you can fail fast, fail often, recover. And if everything goes south, it doesn't affect your core business. So I think that's the key is, is having, having it segmented so you can, you can operate both. But it gets to the question of, does that mean then that your core operations, there's, there's no innovation happening there? And I don't think that's the case. And maybe this is something that we've, we've heard a lot about, which is the difference between the big innovation and little innovation. So what have, what have you heard about that around, does everything you do when you disrupt your business, does it have to be on a grand scale to be worthwhile? Or can it be something small? I think it can be either or, right? It can be something small. You can, and, and it's an interesting, it's an interesting aspect when you talk about small innovations, mm -hmm. because sometimes that might get confused with small optimizations sure. to your current right. uh, way of doing business, right? Which is totally different. And, and that's one thing that I see very frequently is a small optimization of a technology of a process is considered innovation. At the same time, it's frustrating because the market is disrupting and innovating at a faster pace at a bigger scale, and it's not enough. And I think culturally, if, if you communicate those optimizations as innovations, you might frustrate your culture because it, it seems like it's not enough, but you're not doing actually anything, not anything innovative, 
but not the level of innovation that you need. So what's the, let me, let me cut you off there for a second and ask this question to make sure I understand. So when it comes to small changes, you talk about there's optimization and there's innovation and oftentimes they get confused. So what's, just explain to me what the difference is. What, what, when you say something, this is a change we're doing to optimize our operations versus here's something we're doing and it's, and it's innovative. What's the difference between those two things? I think the biggest difference, well, I'll say two things are different in each one. Okay. If it's an optimization, it's very comfortable and easy to do it. Okay. Because it's something you're already doing. You have already in place. So just changing one thing, one bulb or the other, it's easy to move from the next stage, right? Normally disruption, and I know it sounds like a broken record, but it has to be uncomfortable. Right. It has to be bold. In some ways you are changing things in, in such a way that your current process can handle it. So I think that's, that's the, one of the key differences okay. from the perspective of scope and, and vision. Okay. And, and the other one is, is, again, focus on your business process, is what is it actually changing? Is it just enhancing? Right. Or is it actually revolutionizing something different? Okay. So do you need to, in those cases, so back to what I originally said, how the, the big innovation has to happen a little bit on the side or in, in a separate stream because you can't throw everything, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater, to use that expression. Um, how, do you, how do you make sure even those little innovations don't disrupt your business in a negative way? Do you have to, do you have to change your processes so that there's safety nets there or there's, uh, there's safeguards so that as you're going through and disrupting, even if it's small or innovating, that there are safeguards in place to make sure things don't, things don't go bad. Well, and when you position it like that, it, it, the, the thought that came to mind is, I think it's the right balance of optimization and innovation, right? Because okay. optimization will get your business into a better place. Let's say increase profits, increase efficiency. A new innovation, from the innovation perspective, even a, even a failure, is, it's, it's a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. You need to know from this new product or this new way of doing things, if it doesn't work or if it, if, if, if it works. But then if it doesn't, how do you take that back to what you say, your, your big innovation machine and feed that? Because that's, that's information that your innovation machine needs. Right. So it's, 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 a, it's a perfect balance. And again, there's always an agenda. You have to deliver results. And, and, and that's, that's important. But also keep in mind what's the, the game you're playing, right? There's the short game versus the long game. So efficiencies can help you in the short, medium term. Okay. But major innovations, you will not see results immediately, which I think, and I will love to get your perspective on this, is when you see the pattern of innovation and disruption is, I don't think any enterprise has an issue with dreaming or visioning sure. what the next, next big thing will be. Everyone has different versions of it. They, they create a new company and they actually give them a different agenda for innovation or they create uh, digital factories or different, different concepts, right? Incubators mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or even they actually sponsor fintechs or startups to actually help them drive that innovation. But I think the key process is when actually that innovation is ready and now you have to insert it into your organization or into the market. Sure. And that's what I see the paralysis. What do you think about that? I agree. And I think this gets back to, it's sort of that, 
it, it'll sound sort of counterintuitive, but it's the opera, operationalization of that innovation. How do, you, how do you take those great ideas and those, that R&D that you've done and now make it real to actually start? Because in the end, you have to have results from this. I think one of the key things, and I, I, don't have the, I don't have all the answers, but I think one of the key things, it goes back to something we've talked about in, in earlier episodes, is around culture. I think you have to create a culture where you expect innovation to happen all the time. Because people, I think human nature, you're, comfortable, you're in a comfortable position and sort of inertia is you know, it's how things are, that's the way it should be, and everything is going smoothly. I think you have to create a culture where people are comfortable knowing that this innovation and disruption is going to keep happening uh, to infinity. It, it's not going to stop. There's no point we say, now we have innovated and we're done, or we're done disrupting and we can now just coast. Um, so I think you have to create that expectation in people's minds that we're constantly going to be injecting new things into the business, new ideas, new disruptions. And so let's build a process and build teams that not only handle that, but also encourage that and look for that. Easier said than done. But I think, I think the first step is accepting that it's that constant change. And yes, we're, we're constantly going to be disrupted, and that's the norm. That's the normal sure. operations. And don't you even feel that this concern about people losing jobs because right. of technologies like cloud, that's the gap area where people have the opportunity to really shine in their organization? Yes, because that's a common, a common fear and totally natural that if things change and, and things get disrupted, that means that I might be out of a job or I'm going to be replaced by an automated process. And I think you can't stop progress, obviously, but I think there is enormous opportunity. So yes, things are going to change, but I think what you want is for people to embrace that and say, what can I do next? Because there's no, there's no shortage of work to be done, right? So I think the idea is, I think this, and this covers every aspect of, of the organization. So it's not just within your, your IT department. I think for it's sure. organization-wide. It has to do with your, your talent organization, um, your finance organization. It's that idea that let's build a culture where people's jobs are changing. They're, they're constantly evolving. And that's not a negative thing, but that's a positive thing. That's an opportunity. Hey, I can grow. I can learn new things. And it's not, that takes, a, it's a whole team that needs to, to work on that because it's a whole, it has to be organization and enterprise wide, I think. And if I include an example I recently learned that I, 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 it really fascinates me is, we were, the, it, it was a conversation around machine learning and data scientists, right? Data scientists are the new rock stars in the market. Sure. And a lot of business analysts or, or people in the data world feel, feel the threat that they might lose their jobs. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, in this, in, the, in this discussion, there was a, a huge conversation that a data scientist, they come with PhDs and a lot of way to right. massage the data, but the key success factor in a machine learning project is someone with the depth and breadth of an industry to help drive that data and ask the right question and get the right result. And that's where I see a business analyst or someone so involved in the industry for so long, and I'm not talking not only millennials, right? Anyone with right. that exposure has value. Just It just needs a relocation, right? And that's part of even disrupting your own role or your own career, right? Right. 
I think people do get hung up on the words because we like to come up with fancy job titles for new for new roles, and they can imply, well, I, I couldn't possibly do that. You know, I'd need a PhD to do that. Um, so that's a, that's a really valid point. So with all that said, if you have a a C a C level executive, and you and you can summarize innovation and disruption in a way they can acknowledge it and execute on it, what would you say? I would say don't focus just on an individual technology or a new solution. I would say look at it holistically. How do I create an organization, an environment, a culture that encourages constant innovation? And I think the key thing is that you're never done. Innovation is not something that you reach a point and say, now we are, we're done innovating or we're done being disrupted. So I think that's the key thing I would tell somebody. You have to prepare your organization and create that culture that accepts constant disruption and innovation. And that's great. One step I'll add to that preparation is be self-aware of your organization. You don't have to be the next Uber to be innovative and disruptive. Right. You, you don't have to be the next Inc. Magazine kind of cover. There's so many ways you can disrupt your industry, and the knowledge is there. Right? You, you've been in the business for X number of years. Just be self-aware of what innovation and disruption means to you so you can understand what's the next step and how do you can drive it. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is the Accelerate podcast. Uh, my name is Gerardo Maya. I'm with Michael Mini. And I hope we keep the conversation going in social media. Leave your comments and follow us. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.